Hello and welcome to Talking Triple Crown, part of the Kickout 299 Network. I'm Jessie, whose pronouns are she, her. I'm Rachel, my pronouns are they, them. And we also have a first-time guest with us today. Des, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, say hi, and tell people where they can find you. Hi, I'm Des Rory. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Des Rory for some bad All Japan Pro Wrestling takes and a lot of Jake Lee retweets. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Yeah, we wanted you on the show for a, a while now, so it's finally time. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Alicia cannot be with us today, but she will be back next month. So 11 Junior Tag Battle of Glory matches, 57 Champion Carnival matches, and we watched them all. We have a jam-packed episode, so let's not waste any more time and just get into it. was on the 8th at Korokan Hall. Dan Tamara and Hikaru Sato defeated Asuka Yoyagi in Rising Hayato and Naruki Doi and Naoki Tanizaki in 6 minutes and 40 seconds. Kato Ishida and Kotaro Suzuki defeated Ryu Inoue and Oji Shiba in 6 minutes and 32 seconds. Rei Saito defeated Takao Omori in 1 minute and 31 seconds. Cyrus defeated Jun Saito in 2 minutes and 58 seconds. Hokuto Omori defeated Suji Ishikawa in 8 minutes and 56 seconds. Yoshitatsu defeated T-Hawk in 6 minutes and 58 seconds. Manabu Soya defeated Shotaro Oshino in 6 minutes and 48 seconds. Ruki Honda defeated Satoshi Kojima in 9 minutes and 11 seconds. Suwama defeated Yuma Anzai in 14 minutes and 51 seconds. And in the main, Yuma Oyagi defeated Kento Mihara in 28 minutes and 22 seconds. On this show, we also got some announcements. Special participants for the Ottawa show um, were announced, we'll get to later in the episode. And a Jumbo Saruta Memorial match was announced on the 13th of May. It'll be Kento, Nagata, and Suji versus Suwama, Takao Mori, and Kojima. I will note in the match graphics, Kento's picture did have him wearing the Triple Crown Champion while he obviously isn't the champion anymore, which was hilarious. I guess they uh, made that decision before a few other decisions were made, but it's okay. It's a, it's a fun little match. So day one of champion carnival what did you guys think what were some key matches that jumped out for you jesse go ahead what was your favorite match so my favorite match on the card was the main yuma oyagi defeated kento mihara and it made me so happy to write down in our google doc that yuma finally defeated kento i have been on this journey with yuma for years now and it feels so good to see him finally get the win i do feel like Yuma is taking the Jake route with Kento, which is like baby steps before he finally gets the big win in a title match. In every match, he got closer and closer to beating him in the last match. Yuma kicked out of the shutdown. So Yuma beating Kento was like just the next step. He couldn't lose here. This match made me cry happy tears. Like I don't care who knows. When Yuma hit Nomura's finisher, moves like tears started coming out of my eyes. But like when he hit the full and picked up the win, I was like crying. I was just so happy. He did it for Nomura. And to do it with the Nomura sash with him the whole time? Oh, poetry. It was so sweet. This was also my favorite match of the night. 
Yeah, that's, I feel the exact same. It was my favorite match of the night. It was my favorite match of the tournament, not to like sort of get ahead of myself here, but yeah, no, this, this match was fantastic. I liked what you said, Jesse, about this being baby steps, sort of going the Jake route. I think that's brilliant. I think that's the correct way to do it, um, to sort of build our way to Yuma defeating Kento for the triple crown, which I think is, is really the plan. I mean, obviously I don't know the bookers, but it just feels really organic seeing this happen here in the champion carnival. There's a lot of historical lead to that. It, it just, it was just a really, really good moment. It felt natural. It didn't feel like the win was out of nowhere. It felt earned. And um, the match itself is, is brilliant. It's, it's beautiful. Like you said, um, like defeating him with um, no more move, helping him leading into the fool was just really well done. Um, you just feel Yuma's emotion and the way he connects to his friends. It's good. It, it was just a great match. Um, that being said, this was actually a pretty solid day. There were a couple of really good matches on here. Um, I really liked Suwama versus Yuma Anzai. That was one of my favorites of the tournament and definitely my second favorite of the day. I thought that one was really good. Um, I always love when an old man ruins a young guy's day. And then you have like the extra layer of Anzai being the baby ace and then Suwama being the older ace. So it was just really good. And, and Yuma Anzai's baby face fire, um, as they say on cagematch.com, just can't be beat. Like he really just has an amazing crowd connection and just so much like fire and soul. You just want to root for him. You always do. You just want to root for Yuma Anzai. And to think that he only debuted at Budokan last year, it is a big deal that he is as over as he is and is able to connect as well as he does with the crowd. Suama made Anzai look like a million bucks here. It was just like such a star-making performance, like even though Anzai is already a star. And um, I saw someone say that Anzai is Nagata's boy, but I have to disagree with that 100%. He is Suama's boy. Like there is no doubt in that at all. Um, another match I want to touch on is Riku Honda versus Satoshi Kojima because of Honda's hair. Like, that's all anyone could talk about from this match. Um, if you don't know, uh, Honda has a new haircut. He shaved his head except for this off-center blonde mohawk thing. It's basically like Suji's Kondo's hair. So if you see Kondo's hair, that's what um, Honda's hair looks like now. The, mo the mohawk starts from the left side of his end uh, of his head on the front side of it, and it moves all the way to the back on the right side of his head, and it perfectly blooms into this weird blonde and black-colored mohawk. It is truly a thing of marvel, a thing, a thing to marvel at. Do you have hair opinions, Rachel? <laughs> the way the way Deswari describes it makes me actually like it, which is amazing, because <laughs> I've spent the last month just being mad at it because I hate the mullet portion. I really do. But when I think of it as like blooming outwards, you know, on paper, it sounds kind of cool. So um, he, he owns it. His personality is, is very weird and boisterous and loud. And that mullet mohawk atrocity is also very boisterous and loud. So you know what? Okay. It, it works with it. Um, he, he can work it. Uh, this match itself, uh, I do want to touch on because this sort of betrayed a lot of the booking that we're going to get out of Honda for this tour. And I didn't like it. 
Um, this match, the match itself was actually okay as the first match of Honda's run. But once it sort of continued with this trend of funky ref bumps and, you know, funky finishes, it just, it didn't work for me and it didn't feel like Honda or the Honda that we have gotten now through um, Gungir of Anarchy. It just felt like a step back and I don't know why they always do these weird little retcons with Honda specifically during champion carnival. Cause they, they had it sort of weird last year too, where he was slowly becoming partners with Ashino. So um, who he had previously hated. So it's just weird to me that we're getting this reset again in champion carnival. And I don't know if it'll lead to anything. Um, I just, I just don't know. I don't know, but I um, would like the power wrestler Honda back. And we got to see a little bit about, that in this tournament but um not as much in this match with Kojima um I'm surprised he beat uh Koji like I was really shocked but then he hit a low blow so it kind of protects Kojima still getting a win on the first night when last champion carnival he got zero wins overall I was like okay this is like a different Honda now it's fair I, I can see that plus some of the lariats were really good in that match so <laughs> there, there yeah. was some good things Honda was just trying to be resilient against every single one of Kojima's lariats that it was it turned it into like an epic moment of will Honda really be able to survive against like a, a grand slam champion the answer was no but he won with the low blow so he still wins yeah yeah that's that's sort of how I feel is that on paper it's actually a really well structured match but then as Honda just continues with that train of funky finishes and low blows and rough bumps it, it's sort of like oh, what are we doing here but the match itself was made sense like like you said this war it, it made perfect sense and the shock win was really cool like jesse said so that's where i'm at with that one um i'm gonna jump up to the juniors now because keito ishida and katoru suzuki defeating re inue and oji shiba i absolutely loved um, going back to Inoue's first interview when he debuted, he said his goal was Kawada. Like, he wanted to be Kawada. And, like, here he is coming out to Footloose. Like, he still has the black and yellow. Like, I just love this boy. And Odi Shiba and him just make such a good team. He looks like he's having so much fun. It was just perfect. And their interactions between Inoue and Kato were so much better than their singles match here. Um, and Katara and Shiba were great as well. No complaints. I haven't been a fan of Ishida ever since he came to All Japan. I hear a lot of good things that he's doing and great, but so far not everything is connected. And even in this match, when Ishida is on top and building heat, I'm not really into it. But as soon as he has his working boots on, he's throwing out his kicks and throws and just being like a, a psychopath in the ring, it just turns the match into a must-watch. Yeah, I like that. Um, I expected to like Kaito a lot more than I did uh, because I knew he was a kick boy and I like kick boys. Um, and he didn't always connect with me. It, I felt the same where sometimes he really, really connected when he was getting into like that bloodthirstiness and sometimes not as much. Um, I do want to say that Rue Inoue and Oji Shiba, phenomenal team. Them coming out to Footloose was just such a moment and they just looked great together they work great together um alicia actually pointed out to me that they do a lot of like maruken sort of tribute moves in the match which is really cool like the, from this very first match they do a lot of maruken stuff 
So um, that's, it's just, they're such a throwback in so many different ways and have such great charm and um, charisma together. And of course, in a way just really, really shines in this role. So nothing but great things to say about um, the Kyushu boys. Did anyone have any other matches they want to touch on? Um, there was also the Dan Tamora Hikaru Sato versus Atsuki Aoyagi Rising Hayato versus Tanizaki and Naruki Doi match, which I thought was really, really, really good. It started off as like a tornado match with all six guys just in the ring, just beating each other up. But then it, there was a bit more um, structure to it. And it ended with Dan Tamora pinning Doi, which set up a junior match, junior title match at the end of the tour. And it also kind of set, I don't know, like a path for Tamura throughout this entire tournament that he is going to be a big deal throughout this entire tournament. He can possibly even win because he just beat the world junior champion. Yeah, spoiler alert, but like Dan was phenomenal during this match. Like he was a standout performer. Day two was on the 10th at Hodogaya Public Hall. Hokuto Omari defeated Takao Omari in 4 minutes and 57 seconds. Riki Honda defeated Yoshitatsu in 2 minutes and 2 seconds. Bakmenso Rei, Cyrus defeated Shoto Yoshino and Maso Hanabata and Asuki Oyagi in Rising Hayato in 5 minutes and 53 seconds. Yuriki Idoi and Oki Tanazaki defeated Ryu Inoue and Oji Shiba in 5 minutes and 24 seconds. Dan Tamura and Hikaru Sato defeated Keito Ishida and Kataru Suzuki in 11 minutes and 9 seconds. Manabu Soya defeated Yuma Anzai in 8 minutes and 41 seconds. Rei Saito defeated Suji Ishikawa in 7 minutes and 31 seconds. Kento Miyahara defeated Jun Saito in 9 minutes and 10 seconds. And Yuma Aoyagi defeated T-Hawk in 14 minutes and 2 seconds. All right, so day two. Does anyone have like a big significant highlight that they would like to mention? Deswari, what about you? Yeah, there were um, the two Saito matches, the one against Ishikawa versus Rei and Jun Saito versus Kento. And there was a lot of uncertainty going into this day on whether or not the Saitos are going to be able to hold up their side of the bargain. Because on the first night in their two matches, those were pretty much squash matches. So we couldn't really see singles Saitos. But to everyone's surprise, they did really good. And this is something that we're going to see for the rest of the tour, where Ray and Jun continue to surpass expectations and almost have, like, almost turn into these must-watch monsters on the cards. Yeah, I actually had Ray Sato versus Shuji Ishikawa written down as well uh, as a highlight. I really love Ray's, like, slap and lariat combination. <laughs> that he does I thought that was really cool I thought he just looked really fun I actually wrote down my notes said that if I were an eight-year-old child Ray Saito would be my favorite wrestler after watching this match like he's just such he's so loud and his growling and he's just a monster like he just looked so cool I could just imagine being an eight-year-old like jumping up and down in front of my tv and I really enjoyed that. And I really like this match. And of course, Shuji always is great. And he's especially great against other monsters. So that was really fun. Um, I wasn't as impressed with Jun Saito. Um, obviously, Kento's always going to bring out the best in people. Um, I thought that this was fine. I like that Kento's English swearing was back. That's always fun. <laughs> um, but but yeah, the, the match didn't quite as hit for me. 
What about you, Jesse? I really liked Ray and Suji. Like, this was just brutal. It's no surprise they worked well together. We've already seen um, glimpses of, of them working well together. If you think back to the um, Tag League tournament, the Satos versus Suji and Cyrus was, like, one of my favourite matches because they just they just barrel into each other and just try and knock each other over, and it's just great. Um, I'm still not on board with the growling and stuff. Like, I, I still don't like that, but Ray did so well this tournament, and, like, this match just showed, like, yeah, he's really improved. And Suji, I think kind of have to put him in the same uh, boat with Kento of he can get a good match out of anybody. Like, we've seen it, like, this whole year and last year, like, yeah, we have to give him his props. So after the Kento versus Jun Saito match, Ruki Honda came out and attacked Kento. What did you guys make of that moment? Uh, like, I wasn't happy with the low blow to Kojima. And now he's, like, attacking people from behind. I'm just like, is this the Honda we're going to get the whole tournament? Like, I know some people loved it, but I'm just like, Okay, he attacked me, but please not like let this be the whole tournament for him. I didn't really have any thoughts on that. They just, I just thought that they were trying to set up the next match, which was kind of a nice thing to do, something to look forward to. But I didn't really have any other thoughts than that. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really <laughs> fun, um, especially like in the moment, Jesse. You sort of had more of a vision of um, what Honda was was going for, um, but I liked the sort of feeling that you know Yuma had just defeated Kento and now you have Honda sort of nipping at Kento's heels like that and, and threatening to attack him and it felt um very much like the younger generation coming up to overthrow the ace and, and sort of threatening him so I really enjoyed that um again Honda's character booking sort of went the way it did but in that moment I thought that was really really cool um, for my favorite match of the card, it has to be Yuma versus T-Hawk. And I just wrote down my notes saying, T-Hawk feels like the star of a Hong Kong action movie with his fast-paced action and also his like lean physique. And there's just so many counters, hard-hitting moves, and big moves that were going on throughout the, uh, throughout the night that when Yuma did finally pin T-Hawk, I was starting to changed my mind on Ashino Triple Crown. I was thinking more of, how about Yuma Triple Crown first? My mind is always Yuma Triple Crown first. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but this match was great. Like, it was really fun. T-Hawk and Yuma just have really great chemistry, and the end sequence was, like, really, really cool. Um, I'm surprised T-Hawk started with a couple of losses in the tournament. Um, I'll get to the reason why later. But, yeah, this was really fun. This was also my favorite match. Uh, that I had written down I really liked this match um T-Hawk's always one of those that I'm like well I see his talent but he doesn't really connect to me and this was probably the only match in this tournament where like he really did connect and seeing him sort of vying for the audience's approval um throughout the match to the point where he would like let up and um let Yuma get the advantage because he was so distracted by the audience that was just a really good character moment for me and um he sort of connected a little bit more so i really liked this match and, and yuma was great as always i definitely was firmly after this match like oh yeah it's it's yuma triple crown he's going two in a row baby like i was 100 percent convinced and i would not be unconvinced until like the end when yuma was knocked out um numerically eliminated so yeah that that's how i felt about this match but i really liked it i really did 
one match I do want to give some love to is the uh, triple uh, tag match. So Bakmenso, Ray Cyrus, Goa, and Aski and Haito. Like, it was just so much fun. Everyone being scared of Cyrus was hilarious. And uh, Blackman's Array in the swing by Ashino, and he still had his hand pose. He's still saying Shah like he is a professional. It was a lot of fun, like just five minutes of fun. Cyrus and Blackman's Array are like my dream team, tag team of the year. And I really want to see them go against Max the Impaler and Palm Harajuku. That's my dream match because they have the exact same energy. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed that. I thought that was fun. So before we get to the next show, we had a huge announcement. All Together is coming back and this show will be called All Together Again. So on the 12th of April, New Japan, All Japan and NOAA held a press conference to announce the third All Together show called All Together Again. It will be held on the 9th of June and will be a PPV on New Japan. So it will cost money, 3,980 yen. Kenta Mihara, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Keito Kiyomiya were in attendance and each said a few words. Kento said, I'm already excited to be part of this event to combine all three of our companies. When Chiron returned to pro wrestling, that was when we were able to have a new start. I hope pro wrestling fans are pumped up for the kind of card that only an event like this can offer. I'm more excited than anybody. There is a write-up on the press conference and everything that was said on New Japan's website, so if you're interested, you can find the rest of the presser there. I'm really excited. For this show i'm i'm really happy that they're doing it um i'm a little sad it's just njpw ajpw and noah but you know that's that's how it is and that's the the tradition of it but uh it's it's really good to see sort of this crossover and now that we know a couple of the matches i'm even more excited than ever yeah i'm really excited for this too i woke up to this awesome announcement that i went up to new japan world i bought the show then i went to work and checked my time off calendar and saw that I cannot get that day off but I own the (laughs) pay-per-view so I'm just thinking of um just sticking it out staying up and then making it to work the next day I'll figure it out (laughs) (laughs) oh that's such a bummer I guess you can maybe do like a a VOD party like stream it for everyone after no (laughs) no no that's not fun oh I'm gonna get hit with all the spoilers right off the bat Uh, as soon as I wake up Twitter ban. You got to ban yourself from Twitter. <laughs> so day three was on the 15th at Nagoya International Conference Center. Rhea Inoue and Oji Shiba defeated Dan Tamara and Karasato in seven minutes and 18 seconds. Asuka Yagi and Ryzen Haito defeated Naruki Doi and Naoki Tanazaki in seven minutes and eight seconds. Hokuto Amaro defeated Suji Ishikawa, Jun Sato and Rei Sato in four minutes and five seconds. In the Tonoto Bunkhouse Megaton current death blast for the all-Asia tag team titles, Yoshitatsu and Asushi Onida defeated Kaut Mori and Black Manso Ray in 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Cyrus defeated Yuma Aoyagi in 7 minutes and 3 seconds. Kento Mihara defeated Ruki Honda in 8 minutes and 42 seconds. Seahawk defeated Toshi Kojima in 7 minutes and 2 seconds. Yuma Anzai defeated Shoto Oshino in 10 minutes and 29 seconds. And in the main event, Suama defeated Manabu Soya in 15 minutes and 13 seconds. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the All-Asia match. Let's just get it right out of the way. It was so bad. So incredibly bad. It was 15 to 20 minutes. It went way too long. And my notes just say, I'm reflecting my life choices that got me here. I am in purgatory. I did not enjoy this. I think I blacked out for most of it. 
<laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't as good as the last one, like not even near it, but I did love Mento oh. Ray and Mori in like their jeans, like deathmatch attire. I loved it so much. And Mento Ray changed up his mask to be like a deathmatch mask. He got rid of like little flaps and stuff. So that was a really nice touch. Anita going through the barbed wire board was just crazy, but like enough of this because you can tell Anita's not like anywhere near 100% to do these matches anymore. That ultimately shows and, and comes to play a little bit later because my really only note on this match was like, what are we fighting for in the tag battle of glory? Is it a shot at the all Asian belts? Because the all Asian belts do not feel that valuable at the moment <laughs> watching this match, um, which it was fun in some ways. I thought the number of explosions was ideal. I like when there's a lot of explosions in these matches instead of just like one. But other than that, it definitely did not reach the highs of, of the other one, which was a masterpiece for no particular reason. Apparently, apparently Nozawa wrong guy was a lot more valuable to wrestling than we thought he was. <laughs> um, no, but in, in all seriousness, it just didn't quite hit, didn't quite hit. And it made me really question, like, what are we doing this tag battle of glory for? And uh, that really still hasn't been answered, but I guess we'll see you later. Anita also just did not leave after the match. He stuck around and he was taking, throwing water on fans. Fans were throwing water back at him. It just took so long. Glad it's over. Well, with that, let's talk about a highlight. Um, what was your favorite match then, Desuari? Um, I would have to go with Ashino versus Anzai. The outcome was not very, I wasn't really a big fan of the outcome at the time, but the great ground wrestling and the counters in and out of submission really made this match stick out. It was a huge upset to end with um, Anzai getting in his jumping knee and then the German suplex, which beat Ashino. I remember just tweeting, what in all capital letters as a reaction to this, and I was absolutely stunned, but it was a really good match. My nose is Anzai needs to sell the leg more. <laughs> like he was in the ankle lock for so long and he gets up and he's like perfectly fine. But um yeah, I was kind of shocked when Ashino lost. So I was like, oh, this is a really bad carnival opener for him. But um, no, this was good. I was beside myself. I was furious that Ashno had lost. I was just, oh, I was so angry because that's you know Yuma Anzai's first singles win, which is a big deal. That is a big deal. But Oh my God. Like it just, it threw me through a loop. Like regardless of his blossoming ace status, he's still a rookie and Anzai beating him, even in an underdog upset, just didn't make Ashino look particularly strong in my heart. They did fix that later on in the month, I will admit. <laughs> but at this point in the tournament where Ashino had like middling results, it just really didn't do anything for me. Um, but the match itself, barring the result, the match itself was fantastic. I, I do agree. I thought the counters were great. I thought Ashino was in top form and um, Anzai really just was incredible in this match. And I thought the finish was good. I just, like I said, I, I was just so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. One match that I enjoyed, I guess, um, but I still want to, I just really want to talk about it is Suwama versus Manu Busoya. 
I think this is probably a really good place for me to talk about what Keno was doing on Twitter during the Champion Carnival. Um, he was sending fan mail to Suwama and it was really disparaging. Um, they were like long, overly polite fan letters that read almost too genuine. Like they're like, oh, the weather is really cold today. I hope you're keeping warm and I'm praying for your victory. And he had done this after the match with Anzai. And I was wondering sort of how it would continue. And in this match, he notes that because it's the main event, he notes afterwards, like, your personality is different than the beloved and kind and personable executive director that I know. Are you doing okay? So he's sort of pointing out like the difference between um, voodoo murderer Suwama and executive director Suwama. So maybe something will come of that. We we still get a little bit of, I mean, you don't know. You still get a little bit of Suwama holding his head when the crowd boos him. So there might still be some personality like split storyline going on there. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Um, the match itself I thought was pretty good. It had a slow start. Um, but the brutality was really good once it got going. Um, it was almost a little scary at parts. And um, I always love hearing Soya get as much crowd support as he does. Um, I didn't like the headbutts, but other than that, <laughs> I thought the match was um, was pretty good. Suama starts the match off by going outside of the ring, which turns into a trope that he follows throughout the rest of this tournament, where as soon as the match starts, they go outside, they beat each other up, and they come back in, and then they end up killing each other. They have a great match inside the ring. But then the outside moments really kind of make you wonder if the match was really all that good. Um, there was also a point, I guess the one good thing about them going outside the ring was Suama took some guy's umbrella on the outside and started beating Soya up with it. So Soya stole someone's hand fan and tried to defend himself with it. Sadly, it didn't really work out for him, and he's got beat with a whole umbrella. Alicia always calls those moments, uh, I believe, old man walking, um, when, when they just sort of walk around to buy time. And then uh, Lou always calls it like the, the audience tour. So it's it's really funny um, that it sort of became a trope. But yeah, it, it does get a little tiresome. You know how like on streaming services, there's a button if you want to skip the intro? There should be a button on Old Japan TV, like skip Swarmers outside brawling because it's just, it's like starts the match, every single match. It's just so boring. I like wish like we can update your stream service. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I wasn't high on like everybody else. I thought it should have been like a hard hitting, brutal sprint. Like it didn't need to be that long. <laughs> That's my thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of these matches are so short um, during this tour and it's to the detriment of a lot of them. And then some of the ones that they gave a little more time to was a little baffling. I was just, it was interesting to see how that works. So I can definitely see how this match is one of those where they could have given time to another match. Uh, one more match I want to touch on is uh, Aski and Haito and Doi and Tanazaki. Like that was just such a great junior match. All the junior matches are going to be great, but, like, this one was just, yeah, top tier. I love their double team moves. Asuki and Haito have some double team moves now. I'm like, that really helps their team. I think they need to add some more, and um, it'll be perfect. But, no, this was great. 
Doi was getting booed out of the building whenever he was facing any any All Japan Junior throughout the tour. Everyone loves their All Japan Juniors. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I love I love Doi. I think he's um, definitely my favorite outsider champion at the moment. I'm so sorry, Keno. Um, but <laughs> Doi just really knocks it out of the park. He's just got such good heel heat, and he's really trying to build the story and put over um, big whoever the All Japan Junior who dethrones him is. It, it's just very fun. Um, to watch it's very exciting and then the tag it's the tag match itself was just really good like the maneuvers were good it was just packed with double teams um yeah if if you like tag wrestling this is a match you really really need to check out I liked that um a huge tag maneuver is what won the match it really drives home the point that this was about tag team wrestling this was about uh, the bonds they were building together like it it just felt like a tag team tournament match I know that sounds weird because it was one but it really put you in that mode and I, I liked it I liked it a lot day four was on the 16th at Axe City Hamamatsu Yuma Anzai defeated Takao Omari in 7 minutes and 46 seconds Shirotaro Shinya defeated Hokuto Omari in 7 minutes and 12 seconds T-Hawk defeated Jun Saito in 6 minutes and 42 seconds Ray Saito defeated Manabu Soya in 9 minutes and 47 seconds. Kenta Mihara, Yuma Aoyagi, Asuke Aoyagi, and Rei Inoue defeated Black Manso Rei, Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamura, and Hideki Shrek Sakin in 13 minutes and 51 seconds. Riki Honda defeated Cyrus in 4 minutes and 32 seconds. Satoshi Kojima defeated Yoshi Tatsu in 9 minutes and 20 seconds. And in the main event, Suji Ishikawa defeated Suama in 17 minutes and 51 seconds. Oh boy. <laughs> day four <laughs> this this one was um certainly a task I don't think I met anybody who had an easy time getting through this day um so um I think this far you said you were sick when you watched it didn't yeah. you even more after watching it oh no well especially with the live stream quality while watching this live which was a huge mistake but watching this thing live I think the feed cut out around the the eight man tag, and all of Honda versus Cyrus did not air at all live. Wow. And it came back around after Kojima and Tatsu had already entered into the ring. Wow, I actually did not know that. So even the live stream didn't want to sit through this. Want to go through it? That being said, that that six man was really good. Um, Kento Miyahara, Yumao Yagi, Atsuki Aoyagi, and in a way versus Black Mansure, Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamura, and Hideki Shrek Sakin. I really liked that match. I thought it was really fun. Um, Alicia also wanted to shout it out as one of the best matches of the tour. I do 100% agree with her on that. Um, I thought that Kento and um, Hideki Sakin had an amazing chemistry, and they were really, um, Kento was just really funny during this whole match, and especially um, at the very end when the match ended and he was afraid of uh, Shrek. It was, it was just good. It was really enjoyable. I had a really good time with it. Um, Jesse, what about you? Did you have any highlights, lowlights? Um, day four, I did not like at all. I The carnival matches were kind of a letdown. And I don't know, it just seemed very cold. And I think it was the arena played a part in it. And it was just... It wasn't exciting, but the tag match, I absolutely loved. It was so fun. I think that was missing for a while was like the chaotic multi-man 
all Japan tag matches. And um, Hideki and Kentaro were just so funny. He was terrified of him. And there were several points where the camera was like pointed at the ring and then you could just see Kento's head run past. And then Hideki's chasing him run past and then just go around and around and around. It just made me smile so much. Um, Yeah, seek this match out. It was really fun. Uh, one thing I do actually want to talk about is um, the main event, which was sort of um, the only match, the only tournament match that was like really, I guess, standout or like good to me. And that was um, Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa. I I thought it was fine. There was a lot of old man walking, um, <laughs> as Alicia would call it, but I enjoyed the use of the rope. Um, I legitimately did. I thought that it was really fun. I thought it was fun to think about um, Suwama learning that from Mayumi Ozaki, like his Onesan taught him um, Shuji Ishikawa's greatest weakness, and that's a rope around his neck. So it was, it was just really, um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, so there was that about the match. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I thought that it was a pretty typical um, match. They probably could have done a lot more with the two being, you know, former tag team partners. Like it, it definitely could have been more, but for what it was after such a long card that didn't offer a whole lot. Um, I definitely thought that it was enjoyable. So yes, day five on the 22nd at Nagata City. Suji Ishikawa defeated Yuma Anzai in seven minutes and 24 seconds. Suwama defeated Takao Mori in three minutes and one second. Choto Shino defeated Rei Saito in five minutes and 59 seconds. Seahawk defeated Cyrus in three minutes and 23 seconds. Karasato, Dan Tamara, and Black Manso Ray defeated Asuki Yagi, Rising Haito, and Ryu Inoue in 8 minutes and 38 seconds. Manabu Soya defeated Hokuto Amore in 9 minutes and 18 seconds. Satoshi Kojima defeated Jun Saito in 8 minutes and 19 seconds. Riki Honda defeated Yuma Oyagi in 10 minutes and 21 seconds. And in the main event, Kento Mihara defeated Yoshitatsu in 18 minutes and 17 seconds. All right, so I found day five a vast improvement over day four. Actually, my very first note on the page here is AJPW is back, baby. Um, so <laughs> I guess we could talk about Shuji Ishikawa versus Yuma Anzai uh, first and foremost. I um, was really, really stoked for this match after their stellar singles um, back in December. And I didn't think this was as good as their December match, but I did really like it. Um, I definitely thought that this, I, I just thought it was a really good match um Shuji was not afraid to beat the absolute shit out of Yuma Anzai and it was just good and Anzai wasn't quite ready to defeat the giant in his brutalizing ways like I almost expected Anzai to get the win here I really did but uh he's just not ready and I think that builds up a lot of intrigue and excitement for the future. So I thought he put up a great fight and showed off the true extent of his abilities, especially with that great German and just fantastic elbows. I really like this match. I thought that this um, really set the tone and, and sort of soothed over my feelings from day four. I agree hundred percent with everything you said, Rachel. I just have one note on this match is that I wish Anzai learned from the December match and brought something Suji did to him to this match and like he could do it to Suji like Suji's elbows in the corner imagine if Anzai did that it's like hey I learned like I'm getting better and better all the time but apart from that yeah this was great
Um, one of the matches that I really liked on this show was also the Hokuto versus Soya match. And when they stood face to face with each other, I was in shock because I thought Hokuto was almost as big as Soya. Did you guys notice that as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really surprising to me. But um, other than that, Hokuto, this was this might be Hokuto's best match since he came to heavyweight. There was less of the holds, and there was just more of the elbows, the lariats, the throws, the things that really work in his favor, in my opinion. And the RKO is really working out for him, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, I wish I gave Hokuto some stronger booking um, during this tournament because I thought he looked really good. I thought he looked great in this match. Um, I really liked the finish. I was about to be really upset. Um, because I thought on that roll-up that it was um, going to end it. I really did. And then Hokuto kicked out. And I was like, oh, good. Not another roll-up victory. Um, but then the roll-up sort of added to the momentum of the actual finish. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought Hokuto looked very strong um, and looked like a believable contender. I wish that he had um, gotten a lot more wins in this tournament. It really did. Um, but I, I thought that he looked really strong here. Hokuto looks like he's trying really hard, like in every match, like he's desperate to get the win. And I really like that for him. And I don't think we mentioned it, but he has a new finisher. It's a submission finisher. Um, it doesn't look the greatest. I think it needs like a second stage, like Yuma's endgame. That's just my opinion. But um, yeah, like I like it. I like that he's improving, getting new moves. It really helps that he's now a heavyweight. Um, and I just hope, yeah, things get better for him. Yeah, I agree. He tries to roll into that Cobra clutch, but it never really looks as fluid as it sounds. And especially with a lot of the older guys, it just looks like as if it's a botch than it is meant to actually end a, end, end a match. I like it. I do think he could tighten it up, um, work on it, make it more fluid, uh, because then you sort of get this tension of him rolling in and, and you know it's over and, you know, there's a lot of fun things you can do with that. I, I think it has a lot of potential. I really do like it. Like, I like it a lot. There's just um, a little bit of work that needs to be done. I want to talk about Ray versus Oshino. Yeah, so the plot going into this is that um, Oshino had faced some, like, pretty bad luck in the champion carnival, but he's still sort of going strong and looking to be the one to defeat Ray Saito's undefeated streak. And I was sort of upset at this point at Ashino's booking, but I really liked the idea of him being the hero to sort of stop Ray Saito's momentum. And um, so you sort of got this, I guess, David and Goliath kind of story going on. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the storyline of that. And it gave me some hope that Ashino would pull it out in the end, which spoiler alert, <laughs> he did. So um, and I thought I thought it was an okay match itself. I just more or less really bought into the story and the booking of it. Um, I thought that the finish was great that um, there was a really um, hype near fall at the end with the choke slam. I thought that was really um, startling. That was really hype. Um, and then I always really love when Ashino wins uh, with his own brand of wit that isn't really attached to a roll-up or a cheating maneuver like you see a lot during this tournament. Um, the whole 
finish was just really him and you're always you know sort of looking for him ready to grab that ankle like you're just on the lookout for it and I thought that was really good I thought it was refreshing Ray's been making these like really loud goofy guttural noises as he wrestles his matches and on day one I was wondering like this is kind of weird it sounds just it sounds really goofy I think he should stop but by day five I've realized that this is Ray Saito, and I really love these noises that he just randomly makes. It's it's to appeal to the eight-year-old <laughs> inside of all of us. I mean it. I really do. Like the, Those are eight-year-old wrestling fan noises, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I love them. This was just uh, really good. Ashina getting revenge for being stuffed in the body bag. Um, Marvie's kind of sad because <laughs> I said, I'm glad the body bags haven't returned, and um, surprise, they do. Yeah, I I like the body bags. I know you hate them, but um, I love them. I think they're very wrestling. We'll have more to say on the body bags later. Um, and I just want to shout out to Captain Lou for calling us out in the junior match for Haito, what he was doing. Like he's a hundred percent right. Lou was like on the money for that. So Haito did like a Nakajima corner spot, and I I know I lost my mind. It kind of stopped my brain and made me think like. Like, what's he doing? Like, that's not his move. Um, he doesn't do it again in the tournament. And I want to say it's because Kento said don't do any Nakajima's move because you know they hate each other. Like, they can't stand each other. It's it's totally legit. They can't stand each other. That actually so would wink, be a wink. Really, yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> that would be a really funny kayfabe thing, actually. Um, if if they outright like said that as sort of like oh kayfabe nod to um their little storyline that'd be really funny but no I I lost my mind I took so many screenshots I sent it to everyone I know I sent it to um my friend who doesn't watch wrestling but really likes Hayato and she's like wow that's cute I'm like no you don't understand but (laughs) but yeah it, it was really great so Captain Lou definitely uh knew immediately that we we would lose our minds at that and uh we sure did we move on to day six now, and it was on the 23rd at Dream Messi Miyagi West Building Hall. Ray Saito defeated Hokuto Amore in six minutes and 51 seconds. Jun Saito defeated Yoshitatsu in six minutes and 25 seconds. Tsuji Ishikawa defeated Takao Amore in five minutes and 35 seconds. Ri Inoue, Yuma Anzai, Musashi defeated Asawa number one, Blackman Seirei, and Riki Honda in nine minutes and 20 seconds. Dan Tamura and Karasato defeated Asuki Yagi in Ryzen Haito in 11 minutes and 19 seconds. Kento Miyahara defeated Cyrus in 6 minutes and 23 seconds. Shoto Ishino defeated Suwama in 13 minutes and 29 seconds. And Yuma Oyaki defeated Satoshi Kojima in 13 minutes and 59 seconds. I'm like a kid at the candy store when it comes to this show. There were so many good matches. Even Yoshitatsu had a good match. That's how good this show was. Um, but for me, Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamura versus Atsuki Aoyagi and Rising Hayato, up until that point, was the match of the tour between all two both tournaments this was the best match this was dan looking really good with his lariats and outpour of emotions as he's trying to fight off against already junior ace atsuki ayagi and second in command rising hayato and it only makes sense that the best match comes from the best juniors yeah, I have, like, pulled four of the best All Japan Juniors and, like, no surprise. It's really good. Like, this was so much fun. Dan was great. 
his lariats, like you said, deaths were amazing. And Asuki and Haito's Stalin made them look deadly. Yeah, this was a very cool match. Yeah, I thought this match was phenomenal. It was definitely my favorite match of the night as well. Um, yeah, I, I thought that um, it had a lot of, again, really good double teams. It felt like a tag team match, um, which I feels so weird to say, but like it really just, it did. And you bought into it and um, Evolution's just the best. I really, really hoped they would win this tournament. They were my number one pick, um, but they were just so good. And I really loved everybody um, gassing up, like the crowd really gassing up Hayato for his big moves. Like that boy is just so popular and he's so over and he just has such a good crowd connection. Um, I actually liken him a lot to Sonata where he sort of seems like the type that wouldn't connect to a lot of people, but people really buy into his struggle and people really want to see him succeed and you just hear these really desperate cries from all wakes of life throughout the crowd and it's just really cool to see and I, I think he's really going to be something special I really do um, and you can say that about all four of them I mean obviously Igor Seto is already phenomenal and um, they're all just growing and, and getting better every day so this match is definitely you you need to seek this out if you have not seen it already. Another match I really liked from today was Sushi Ishikawa and Takao Amore. Like, it was just so much fun. It was just five and a half minutes of two guys chopping each other while getting the crowd to chant either Amore or Ishikawa. The crowd were absolutely losing it. They seemed to have so much fun, and this was just really enjoyable. Absolutely. I said the same thing, saying that I think I could watch the same matchup on every Champion Carnival show for the rest of the tour, and I would still be really happy. Yeah, I um I thought that this match was really fun and engaging and I thought that the crowd was very much like a participant in it. They were very much sort of that that third competitor and um really just getting very excited. Um and you could feel the men battling it out to become the most popular Osan and it, it was just really it was really fun. I enjoyed this match way more than I thought I would. Um, another match I really liked was Yuma versus Kojima. I wrote, if you want to see a good wrestling match, pick this one. Like, it's not a five-star or it's not, you know, a spot fest. Like, this was just a good wrestling match, like, straight down the middle. And for two wrestlers who have never faced each other, they worked really well together. Um, I thought it took a bit of time for Yuma to do the Koji Peck dance, but it happened in the end. Um, and all the people booing Yuma and throwing thumbs down because Yuma was doing Koji's spot, uh, chop spot. Like, do you hate fun? Like, what's wrong with you? State traders. State traders. Anyone who boos Yuma, uh, Yuma Yagi. Nope. <laughs> yeah, uh, this match was fine. I, I didn't, um, I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. I haven't really been impressed with Kojima during this carnival, which is a shame. Um, but I think that Yuma got a pretty good match out of him and uh, it was, it was pretty excited. The, um, I thought it was an improvement. The right man won. It was, it was just, it was fine. I just wasn't at that point entirely sure why Kojima was there. And that feels so mean to say, cause I really do like Satoshi Kojima. I mean, if you know me at all, you know, I love him, but it just, yeah, it, he hadn't impressed me in this tour. And so I walked away going, well, 
Yumel Yagi got a really good match out of him, and that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I think he looked really good, especially after that struggle of a win to beat a recent Grand Slam champion. I think it made Yuma look like a million bucks. What did you guys think about Cyrus versus Kento? I I I actually really enjoyed this match. I think the last year's match was a lot better, but this year it was still just more great big guy versus little guy wrestling. And although I fear it slightly, I wouldn't be opposed to a longer main event match between them, like a singles main event match. Maybe a Shinkiba first string. <laughs> yeah, this this was a match I had pinked as uh, one that I really, really liked. I thought it was largely the same as their match from last year. Like, not the same, but I thought sort of um, story-wise, structurally, it just went the way I expected it to, where um, the roll-up actually felt like a real victory, and Kento just sort of sells it like a real victory. Like, he just survived Cyrus. I do wish that they capitalized on some of those big moves that they were setting up. Um, you could really feel the palpable relief from the audience when Kento would escape um, a big move that was set up. So, um, yeah, I think that a longer marquee singles match would really capitalize on those moves, which might be a little scary. <laughs> some of some of the bumps that would happen, but um, I think it would really be fun to see. And I just want to shout out to Oshino for finally defeating Suwama. Like, he beats him in one-on-one matches, and he deserves it. Um, the match was okay. We know they can have a better match, but um, Oshino getting over that first hurdle is, yeah, really good for him. I love ankle lock exchanges. I love them so much. And I'm just, that entire finish with the really long ankle lock exchange just worked perfectly for me. It's It's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Day seven was on the 25th at Corican Hall. Dan Tamara defeated Black Mercer Ray in two minutes and 29 seconds. Shoto Oshino defeated Kao Amore in four minutes and 42 seconds. Cyrus defeated Yoshitatsu in four minutes and five seconds. Suwama defeated Hokuto Amore in six minutes and 12 seconds. Asuka Oyagi and Rising Haito defeated Ryu and Yue and Oji Shiba in seven minutes and 36 seconds. Kato Ishida and Kataru Suzuki defeated Naruki Doi and Naruki Tanazaki in eight minutes and 56 seconds. Jun Saito defeated Yuma Aoyagi in 9 minutes and 37 seconds. Yuma Anzai defeated Rei Saito in 7 minutes and 35 seconds. T-Hawk defeated Ruki Honda in 7 minutes and 6 seconds. Sushikawa defeated Manobu Soya in 11 minutes and 2 seconds. And in the main event, Satoshi Kojima defeated Kento Miyahara in 19 minutes and 42 seconds. We also got some announcements on the day. All Japan have a special match scheduled for the 3rd of June. Yuma and Kento team up to face the pair of Suwama and Anzai. It's a bit of a weird team, but you can look at it as past, present, and future aces. And two more matches were announced for that show. Nagata and Kojima versus the Saito Twins, and Ashino and Honda versus Suji, and Masashi Takeda. All right, so day seven was a big one. <laughs> there were a lot of matches. Uh, what stood out best to you guys? Jesse, what do you think? Oh, there's <laughs> just so many matches. I have to go with the juniors. Like, the two junior tags were fantastic. Like, it was just good junior action back-to-back. -back. Um, for the first one, Inoue seemed to just be having so much fun in this role. The two teams meshed so well. I was looking forward to the match, and it didn't disappoint at all. It was just fast, flippy, kicky, and a 
perfect sneak peek at the future of the All Japan Junior Division. Yeah, I thought both of those matches were really, really good. I loved Otsuki and Haito versus um, Ojishiba and Ru. In a way, I thought that it was just so fun. I love the tag maneuvers. I love just seeing the bond between both teams. Of course, Otsuki and Haito have tagged in the past, but now they're sort of revisiting um, each other now that Otsuki is the junior ace and Hayato has sort of reinvented himself. And then um, Oji and Ryo don't really know each other or didn't know each other, but they feel that bond. They feel that connection. You sort of get to see that. So you got to see that full breadth of that in that this match. And I just thought it was really, really good. I really liked that the winning team won, not only because of their super cool tag maneuver, but also because of Hayato's absolutely gorgeous moonsault at the end that that moonsault was really pretty um so yeah definitely seek that out it was just a great match um there were two yuma versus saito matches that we had back to back we had <laughs> yuma aoyagi versus jun saito and yuma anzai versus rei saito and they both followed the same structure of uh the little yuma versus the big saito yuma versus jun was especially yuma aoyagi versus jun saito was especially fun because uh, Yuma was trying to pick Jun up for the Rockstar Buster the whole time, and he just kept getting thwarted every time. And he ended up getting the Rockstar Buster. He tried his hand at the Fool, but Jun was able to get out and hit him with a choke slam and got the win. I was sad with this one because this is where Yuma's dream of three consecutive champion carnival victories ended. <laughs> But it was good. Um, Yuma bumps like a crazy man. And then Yuma Anzai got revenge for all Yumas. So it was good. Yeah, I was really upset. My my notes are not pretty. Um, there's a lot of live reaction going on, a lot of curse words um, when Yuma lost. But um, I do think that this was the best that Jun Saito had looked up to this point. Really looked all tour. Um, I thought that the finish was was good. And yeah, I, I thought it was a good match. I was just very upset with the outcome. And then, um, like you said, uh, Anzai coming through on the end with the the victory was really good. That final German was really thrilling. Um, and, and the pop for his win was actually bigger than it was for either of his other two wins. And I don't know if it was just um, because of the crowd or because of you really feel like this little Yuma versus big Saito energy, like just getting everyone getting really excited over that sort of David Goliath, you know, rookie versus, well, I guess they're also rookies, but you know, monsters. Um, so you, you could feel it. Like it, it was a really good little moment. What did we think of Kijimo versus Kanto? Because that's been hyped up like since Otto Ward, like when they announced Kijima. Did you like it? It was... A long match on a long card. Kento got booed whenever he tried to take uh, take uh, Kojima's moves and try to do them on him. It didn't, in my opinion, like hit the high highs that Yuma and Kojima did. But I think it was still overall a good match. It was. It's just. It wasn't what you would expect out of Kento and Satoshi Kojima, like a really a high upper tier match. It wasn't that. I think it was just fine. Fine. Good. I thought 
Yeah, that's how I felt. And then you see like the little pre-match packages for this match, um, sort of hyping it up even further. Uh, I thought that sort of led into a match that maybe was bigger than it actually was. Like you, you come to expect that the match would have been uh, a little more thrilling. And uh, I definitely I definitely think Kento should have won. Um, and I thought that the match was actually leading towards it. Like it sort of broke my suspension of disbelief when he lost. I was kind of like, oh, really? Uh, it just sort of took me out of it. I do want to say that I really love about Kojima's matches is his lariat. I really like that he just has this moment where you know like up until that point it can feel like anybody's game but once he lands that lariat in that specific way just as the tension has fully mounted the whole world knows that it's game over and it's thrilling I really like that that's you know how Kojima really structures his matches and you really hadn't gotten to see that pretty much at all this tour and so now that you get to see it again you got that high of oh that was an awesome sequence and that low of oh that was the lariat that was the moment um and that's what I really love about his matches so I did like seeing that and um I thought that that felt really rewarding Kento still should have won but you know (laughs) I expected Kento to lose here I'm like Kento can take this loss to Kojima he can handle it it was good not as good as Yuma it was a, probably it suffered from the fatigue from the show because it was just so long, like Des, you said. But yeah, but Koji did his fair share of work to have a 20-minute match with Kento. But Kento can bring anyone to a good match. It was okay. <laughs> so day eight was on the 30th at Osaka, Edeon Arena. Kento Miyahara, Yuma Oyagi, Ruki Honda, and Satoshi Kojima defeated Jun Saito, Yoshitatsu, Cyrus, and T-Hawk in eight minutes and 20 seconds. Black Manta Ray and Bodyguard defeated Ryu Inoue and Oji Shiba in 7 minutes and 53 seconds. Yuriki Doi and Naoki Tanazaki defeated Dan Tamura and Akara Sato in 8 minutes and 38 seconds. Asuki Yagi and Rising Haito versus Keito Ishida and Kataru Suzuki went to a 15-minute draw. Manabu Soi defeated Takao Omori in 9 minutes and 2 seconds. Hokuto Omori defeated Yuma Anza in 9 minutes and 4 seconds. Swama versus Rei Saito ended in a double counter at 10 minutes and 20 seconds. In the main event, Shoshiro Ishino defeated Suji Ishikawa in 15 minutes and one second to win B-Block. So one thing I want to say is that I didn't understand why Manabusoya and Takawamori went the way it did. Um, I really don't because you have this whole story with Takawamori just can't get a win and he's just struggling and so I thought okay you know he's he's suffering all tournament and he's you know losing on these roll-ups and and just having a terrible time but he's gonna get the big one over his former tag team partner like this is totally gonna happen and it's gonna be a huge moment and in in my dream fantasy world um Mata was like in the running for the finals and then Takao Mori would have bumped him out of the finals and it would be a huge moment really exciting that's not what happened at all and Soya just beat Amori again and it was decisive and I just I don't know what was going on I didn't hate the match like I really didn't but it just really wasn't what I felt was obvious and I sometimes I like when those stories are nice and neat and packaged so 
we'll see if that's going anywhere or if they're just, you know, they're done and, and get wild really isn't a big deal, but you know, I, I wanted it to be more than it was, I guess. This felt like it was just another match on the card when it was the two get wild members finally fighting after oh so long. And it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. It was a pretty good match. There was a axe guillotine driver by Omori and it got a really close near fall, which I thought was going to be Omori's first win in this whole tournament. But even after that finish, they just kind of moved on. They just walked away when I would have thought that there would be at least like a handshake or some kind of acknowledgement of how far both of them have come or just something. And it's yeah. And you had that match that they had in December too, where um, Manabusoya just pummeled to Kawamori for like eight minutes, like completely destroyed him. And it ended sort of the same way where it just sort of went, you know, and, and it ended and there were some backstage comments that made me think, okay, you know, maybe this is going somewhere where Takawamori um, told Soya that he needs to get in touch with his wild side, but you didn't really feel that here either. Like he still felt as Congo as ever. So I, I really, I don't know. I just don't know. What do you think, Jesse? The match was good, but the ending just was so disappointing. Like, so he was already out of the runnings for B-Block. So why couldn't they give Amori like one win? And like they have so much history, so it's not like Amori just winning over like some younger guy who's like an up and coming. No offense to Soya, but you know, <laughs> it's Soya and Amori. Like they would get wild. He should have got this win. It was yeah. I was just really sad about it. Um, yeah, Amori ends B Block zero wins. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page here. What did you guys think about Shotaro Ashino's big win? This was so, so, so good. This was the match that B-Block really needed. And they delivered in the finals of the B-Block. It was this like big guy versus little guy story. And you could see that Shuji towers over Ashino. Ashino looked like a junior heavyweight in while in the ring with Shuji. And they emphasized it with almost like every big move or like even little things that happened throughout the match. Like there was... Um, a top rope suplex that Shuji hit Ashino with. And on the way down, the ref jumped as if he was getting launched. And it's just like the small things that really added towards Ashino's struggle of overcoming the big guy. So when he finally got the win, it felt like a celebration. Yeah, that said it really well. I really don't have a whole lot to add. I thought that um, the match was really good. I wasn't totally sure um looking ahead at the card and being like well shuji versus ashino isn't like a really big match um so maybe it's not going to lead towards ashino winning but um winning b block but no it, it turned out to be a very like it felt like a big match it felt very exciting it felt like a main event and um it just was incredible and you can just feel the whole crowd just really pulling for Ashino and and they really did a phenomenal job I really like this match I thought this was like you said what b-block needed and it, it made the whole day like it really did it set set that tone overall like it ended the day right this match was like edge of the seat stuff for me like many times I thought either men would win there were so many cool spots in this one 
Uh, Sushi getting out of the ankle lock by kicking Ashino over the ropes and Ashino reversing a splash mountain into an ankle lock were two of my favorites. Plus, um, Ashino going low to grab Suji's ankle and just running into Suji's knee was so cool. Um, but it was just so great. Ashino deserves this win. Everybody's happy. I wrote probably Smiley is the happiest. It was just a really great moment for Ashino to get this um, like victory. Like he is champion of B block. Like after people thought his booking wasn't so great, this is what he needed really made me eat my words <laughs> throughout the tour because I was very unhappy but they they gave him a, a moment and it was just really really good to see and uh built a lot of tension going into um the next day which we'll talk about in just a moment here where um the block really came down to two people so it, it was very exciting trying to think oh which one's going to face off Oshino so it was cool yeah everyone's twitter takes one from Maybe Ashino's not going to sign next year to Ashino's going to win the Triple Crown. Oh, my God. It's finally happening. Huge moment. Uh, for the Aski Haito versus Ishida and Suzuki match, that went to a 15-minute draw, so they both get one point. They end up on five points each, and they will face off in the tournament final. And that's the exact same thing they did for the Junior Battle of Glory with Aski and Dan facing off two days. Uh, two shows in a row, I should say. And it's just, ugh, it's just really confusing why they do this. Yeah, I had to go back um, and check JBOG um, to make sure I remembered that correctly. Like, oh, is, is that really, like, are they doing the exact same booking? And, and sure enough, it was the exact same where you go to a draw and then the next day they, they do the match. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought the match itself was fine. Um it was it was fun. It's just like I said, it was it was very baffling booking. Um, for the Swama and Ray match, I don't really have much to say for the in-ring stuff, but the backstage they got into an argument because the Satos weren't happy that Suwama went to Noah the day before to attack Keno. Um, Suwama said when he will win the tag belts with Kono, unfortunately, that the Satos can challenge for them. And this argument thing continues throughout the month. Like, this isn't the only time they had an argument. Like, on Twitter, the Satos are um, tweeting their displeasure about Suama in certain matches he's in. Um, it's just so much, like, daytime TV soap opera drama between voodoo murders. It's just too much. To me, this Suama versus Ray match felt like a better version of Suama versus Anzai. Just because Ray has been a heel for for life, and so for Suama to just keep building heat and make Ray look like this absolutely cheerable guy was, I felt like a huge deal. And it ended in, ending up in countout doesn't really isn't really a fun part of it, but at least it builds towards that story of dissension, if that's the right word. Yeah, that's the right word. Um, yeah, it it was interesting how they tied it all together. Um, I figured that it was either going to come down, like the whole block was going to come down to Ray versus Suama or something funky would happen. And um, yeah, something funky happened, <laughs> which, you know, I'm not complaining because that's the reason that uh, Ashino was able to win points wise at all. Um, so, you know, 
what can you do that it worked out uh, in everybody's favor. But um, yeah, it, I didn't hate it as far as that being how they brought back this voodoo murders, you know, dissension storyline, which has just been going on for how long now? <laughs> like, oh, it has to have been well over six months. Um, but, you know, we're, we're back to it. And uh, I'm sort of used to it at this point. Like, I, I've just sort of accepted uh, my fate. And I'm, I'm here for the daytime TV soap. I really am. And I'm just interested to see where it goes and if it leads to having two suamas battling it out for good and evil then so be it you know that's fine um but yeah the the match itself wasn't a whole lot to write home about but um i do think it's really interesting what you said about like suama just really working hard to um make ray into a, a lovable guy and um i think it worked i mean obviously i'm already on the ray train um the eight-year-old inside my brain just loves him but um yeah like i, th I thought it worked i thought it was fun uh, i want to point out in the hokuto amare versus yuma anzai match um i'm not surprised amare won because he yuma needed a like a strategic loss for the b-block finals to be ashina versus suji but I feel like Amore won too easy compared to Anzai taking a lot of punishment in previous matches and kicking out. I don't know if you felt that, but yeah. Did you think the same as me? It didn't really occur to me. Um, I think my focus on that match was sort of the storyline going on of um, Amore kind of feeling bitter about Anzai being this young ace. Like he sort of had some comments about that going into this match that he really just couldn't afford to lose. Um, so that that's sort of, I was more focused on Amori and what he would do to get the win rather than um, Anzai's typical like fight and fighting out of it. I, th I think you raised some good points, but um, my focus was definitely more, I was rooting for Amori and I, I wanted to see a decisive win from him and that's what I got. So I wasn't, I wasn't too worried about it. <laughs> Yeah, I echo the same thoughts. I really didn't think of that, but it does make a lot of sense. Day 9 was on the 4th of May at Korokan Hall. Dan Tamura, Hikaru Sato, and Ryu Inoue defeated Naruki Doi, Noki Tanizaki, and Oji Shiba in 8 minutes and 32 seconds. Suama, Rei Sato, and Kono defeated Yuma Anzai, Takao Mora, and Suji Ishikawa in 7 minutes and 49 seconds. Shotaro Shino and Yuji Nagata defeated Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Amara in 9 minutes and 40 seconds. Yuma Oyagi defeated Yoshitatsu in 7 minutes and 50 seconds. Jun Saito defeated Ruki Honda in 7 minutes and 32 seconds. Satoshi Kojima defeated Cyrus in 9 minutes and 22 seconds. T-Hawk defeated Kento Mihara in 16 minutes and 45 seconds to win A-Block. In the finals of Junior Tag League, Keito Ishida and Kataru Suzuki defeated Asuke Oyagi in Rising Hayato in 21 minutes to win the Junior Tag Battle of Glory. We also got some big announcements from this show. On the 18th of May, Yuma Anzai and Ryu Inoue will go one-on-one. -on -one. Exciting news will be Evolution Girls will also be on the show and make their All Japan debut. Zones, Chi-Chi and Saki will take on the team of Hikari Shimizu, Rina, Amakura and Yuko Sakurai. Suji Ishikawa's 20th anniversary will be held over two days, on the 15th and 16th of June. On the 15th, it will be Suji, Ren Ayabe, and Kohei Sato versus Kono, June, and Rei Sato. On the 17th, is Suwama and Suji versus 
Daisuke Sakamoto and Yuji Okabayashi. I might have gasped when this graphic came up. I'm so excited <laughs> for that match. One last announcement that former Triple Crown champion Kaya will return for two shows on the 15th and 17th. He spent a good chunk of his career in all Japan from the mid-90s to early 2010s. He hasn't wrestled since 2019, according to Cage Match, so it has been a little while. I'm really excited to see Taiokea back. I think that's a really fantastic thing. And um, yeah, I, I think it's just a good um, little history nod towards uh, All Japan. We've talked about him uh, a little bit in like our All Japan Factions episode and things like that. So it, it's good to sort of see his footprint throughout All Japan and, and see him come back. So it's it's nice. It's just very nice news. So... Thoughts on day nine itself. Uh, what were some big standout matches? Desuari, if you want to go. The one that really stood out to me was the opener, the Evolution and Ryo Inoue versus Doi, Tanizaki, and Shiba. Um, Doi got tagged in, and then loud Dan chants started filling Korokuen. And I think the real stars of the show were Shiba and Sato, who were just absolutely killing each other. I mean, Sato, especially with his kicks. Sato tried a Pele arm kick, and Shiba just collapsed on him and tried to pin. Well, Sato reverses it out, and while still in the armbar, pins Shiba, which was absolutely mind-bogglingly impressive. Yeah, that whole exchange was so killer. I gasped at that Pele kick and then the collapse like that was just and the crowd went wild too. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool. What about you, Rachel? Oh, let's see. Put me on the spot. <laughs> um, let's see. This this card was it wasn't bad. There were a lot of good matches. There wasn't a whole lot that really stood out to me. Um, one thing I did want to say was um, in the Shotaro Ashino and Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Mori match, I really liked that match. Um, I really did. And I really liked the tension between Ashino and Nagata. And it was a really just enticing. Like I was like, oh, oh yeah, Ashino is totally going to win. And, and this is going to become something. And this is going to be a big deal. Um, and I, I got really excited. Uh, for that and it was good to see Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Mori um, back together and, and teaming together again it's been quite a while I actually kind of forgot that they were a team together along with Doi so it's sort of nice to steep back into uh, where we were at before Champion Carnival so that was that was really fun I wasn't thrilled with that match like really? I thought Amori, Ashino, um, Suzuki were fine but Nagata just uh... I don't know. I just got bad vibes from his match. I have no <laughs> idea why. Um, he didn't take part in any of the CC matches. Like he could have filled a multi-man spot. So having him come back and work this weird tag and like get into like a fight with Ashino, it was kind of weird. But Ashino slapping Nagata, 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I don't really have many thoughts on this match either. It was nice to see Nagata and Ashino build a possible match between each other. And then, um, yeah, Nagata showing up with a triple crown also helped. Yeah, it was it was nice to see the champion, um, regardless of how that actually went out. But uh, yeah, it was good to sort of see our champion again. I do agree with you, Jesse. That it's just sort of like, well, where were you? So we had Block A finals and T Hawk defeated Kento, which 
I didn't expect, and it may be unpopular, but I really liked this match because I know a couple of people weren't hyped in it, but I really liked it. It was like a chop slash knee strike galore. They work really well together, and at times I was just saying out loud, like, Kenzo, just don't kick out. Like, let T-Hawk win. Like, let us get something different. And you know what? T-Hawk won. Kenzo didn't uh, kick out. Um, And the finals is now set as Ashina and T-Hawk. And, like, who who would have guessed that? Like, definitely not me. I, I thought T-Hawk probably was going to win um, just because of um, Ashino and T-Hawk's history through Wrestle 1. Um, and personally, I think that T-Hawk's best matches come through uh, Ashino. I really do. Um, and so I I don't know if I would say I hoped T-Hawk would win. Um, I think I, I really did want Kento to, to win. I always think that's a very exciting final. But I, I had some suspicions and I didn't hate it. Um, I definitely, I saw a lot of hate, especially on the Japanese side of Twitter, who just livid that, um, Kento didn't pull through. And I sort of get that, especially, um, in the finals or, of uh, the main event of this card where, um, Kaito and Kotaro defeated the beloved tag team of Atsuki and Hayato. Uh, so you just have two outsiders winning a major step of a tournament, like, in a row and it, it, it was a little brutal to watch like it, it really took um some wind out of my sails especially but um the match itself and t-hawk winning i liked i thought it was fine i thought um it wasn't kento's best match and it certainly wasn't t-hawks but i thought that it was a good match and they put it together like you said i really liked sort of the um duality of it with the knee strikes and and yeah then the chops i thought that was cool yeah, it didn't hit the the high highs that the Kento defense from last year hit, but I think it was still a good match. There was some points throughout the match where I was wondering if can, can Kento not keep up with T Hawk's speed because T Hawk is really fast, and that's what was some that was something that was going through my mind. There were a couple instances where, you know, they were about to build a move or do a move, and then it just stand, works. It, it just ends in a standstill where both men just stand there and then they chop each other to break the awkwardness. <laughs> and so that's what made me think, can Kendo really keep up with T-Hawk? T-Hawk, I mean, he is just really fast. He is a Hong Kong movie action star. Now that you've called him that, I'm going to have to watch all of his matches with that in mind and see if he clicks with me better because he might because I do love a good Hong Kong action movie. Oh, yeah. Um, another match I think we should talk about is the finals of the Junior Tag League. First off, I want to say good on for Nikan Lee for main eventing like she should and the juniors main eventing like they should. I thought this was great. Asuki and Ishida have some really cool moments as did Haito and basically I loved everything Katara did and his never-ending headlocks. Like normally I'll find that boring, but for him I just thought it was so cool. I will say, I don't know if I'm the only one thinking this, but the Aski and Haito team remind me of the Kento and Yuma team where Aski slash Kento will tag in, he'll be the ace, he'll do his slashy moves, he'll tag Yuma slash Haito in, he'd work the second half of the match, be amazing. Kento slash Aski will run in, help him out, but in the end it's up to Yuma slash Haito and I thought that was really cool because I do miss the Yuma Kento team and you do see a lot of them in the younger um, Aski and Haito because I think of the next dream connection they have together 
So I thought that was cool, but um, Katara and Ishida winning didn't surprise me. Um, I think it's down to uh, Shima losing to Anzai. I think he got the wording, like, let my boys win and I will lose to Anzai. Um, but Katara and Ishida said they're sticking around, so I'm all for that. Yeah, the, the Shima tax, as uh, Alicia has been calling it. But I, I think you might be onto something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I was really let down by the win. I really was. Um, I thought, and I, I think the crowd really was. You could feel it like the, oh, um, that they didn't win because, um, yeah, Atsuki and Haito are just really, really over, really popular, really beloved. And, and they have every reason to. I think you're on the nose with that you can really feel that sort of next dream connection and the way that the match is structured it um lets Otsuki shine like he he shines naturally just by who he is but I think it really puts Hayato on display which all love to Otsuki I love him but Hayato feels more complete as a wrestler um character wise expression wise um just moveset wise he he has a lot more going for him I think we've said that before I know Alicia said it in uh, past episodes but yeah it just um it was a really, really, really good match. Um, and the ending just really made me sad uh, because I really wanted to see these two pull it out. And maybe, maybe they will. Maybe, um, like you said, Kaito and Kotaro are sticking around. So maybe they'll win the All Asia belts and um, have a really hype run, you know, be the big bad, badasses, champions. And then our boys, Atsuki and Hayato, will come in and save the day. And, you know, I can deal with it. I, I'm a little tired of outsider champions at this point, but if it means, you know, getting a big victory for these boys, I'm cool with it. And obviously Kotaro is very, very talented. And, and Kaito, like I said, he, he connects when he gets really into that vicious streak. For me, when I watched this match, I think I may have just been too blinded by the rage against Kaito Ishida. <laughs> The first half of the match was, it felt like we were just building heat towards nothing. And then the second half, it got really good. But just every single time, especially with this one being a longer match than every other uh, tournament match up until now, it just felt like it dragged. And I hate to judge Kaito Ishida based off his All Japan work, because I know that he has really good work in Great and Dragon Gate. So... I might want to go check that out before watching the next Kaito Ishida in All Japan match. Yeah, I love Ishida in Dragon Gate, but something in All Japan is just not clicking. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it just doesn't. Like, we were talking about Kojima. You know, we I love his work in NJPW. He had an amazing run in Noah, and then it just, something doesn't click here, even though he's had amazing runs in All Japan in the past. Um, and then sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's just different promotions. You take a bit to get the scenery and maybe Ishida will come around. I think working with Kotaro will be good for him if not already. So um, yeah, it'll, maybe it'll click, maybe it won't. But um, in the end, I, um, I hope that they're sticking around to put over the All Japan Boys big. That's my final takeaway. All right, so we have the final day, and we're going to go match by match for this one because this was a really, really big show. Jesse, if you want to go ahead and introduce this day, tell us uh, when it was and where it was. So the final day was on the 7th of May at Otto Ward. 
the audience were really good. 2,437 people showed up for this. I'm yeah, really happy with that number. To start off, Kosuke Fujita, Ryuhei Oiwa, and Yuto Nakashima defeated Ricky Honda, Ryo Inoue, and Oji Shiba in 9 minutes and 30 seconds. And this was such a good opener. The hatred between these two teams, like, give me life. This was just 10 minutes of people who could not stand each other and just beating the crap out of each other. Um, but when they got Miller anyway, win against the Young Lions, like it has to happen sometime soon. Let that boy win. But apart from that, um, more Young Lions and less old huge pandas. This was the Honda that we had to see throughout the tournament in this one match. It was just anger and frustration that he took out on Nakashima. And it was this match was perfect. The best way to start uh, a fiery Ota Award that was filled with 2,400 people. Yeah, I'm, I'm punching the air when you said that. We could have said it at the exact same time because this is the Honda I wanted to see all tournament. He was so good and so fierce. And him and Nakashima had just amazing chemistry. Like you could feel, like Jesse said, how much they hated each other, like hated each other. It was so intense. And then of course, um, Fujita and Inoue always have really good chemistry. I'm praying for a win. I don't know. You know, I, I don't like to talk politics, but, you know, New Japan might not want that to happen, but maybe someday wrestling is long and these guys are very young. So I, I feel like this will come into play and in a way we'll get that win over Kosei Fujita. I really do. And um, yeah, I really like that Oji and Oiwa were sort of the brain cells of the group for a little bit. Like they were, they were sort of, but then they got, they got there and and then you have like them flipping each other off. Like it, it got really intense, but it was really funny how they sort of started out like, Hey guys, Hey guys, let's simmer down. No. And then it fell apart. So um, yeah, it was, it was amazing match. I love when the young lions come in, like you said, less old men, more young lions. Asuka Yagi, Rising Haito, and Al Lindemann defeated Kato Ishida, Kataro Suzuki, and Yutani in 11 minutes and 36 seconds. This was another great junior match, <laughs> so of course I loved it. Adding Al Lindemann and Yutani was super smart since the other four guys have wrestled each other so much lately. Plus, Linda and Yutani just looked great in this match, and I kind of wish that Yutani took part in the junior tag league because he's just so much fun. We did get the return of Asuki's Firebird Splash where he won, which will lead to something later in the show. Yeah, I can see past my Kaito Ishida rage on this one. I really enjoyed this match, and uh, I like Lindemann quite a lot. I'm glad that he keeps coming up every once in a while in these matches. And Yutani, while we didn't really see much from him, and I have not seen any of his great work, but he was throwing himself in the name of bumps, all over the ring and on the outside. So God bless him. Yeah, his dedication to bumping actually really made me miss Kadama, <laughs> like in a good way, in a good way. It like made me go like, oh man, I love people who take crazy bumps like that. Um, no, I I loved uh, Yutani. I thought like just his addition to the team, like really aesthetically made, like, like I said, I don't watch great. So it made me understand the unit uh, black generation international like oh okay i get it they're kind of like a gundam unit like faction um they have like this sort of um anime villainy look and vibe um to them which you know kotaro so it makes perfect sense but um i i actually i enjoyed it um 
and Atsuki, Hayato, they looked as great as ever. Linda's a phenomenal wrestler. So yeah, I thought this was a good match, good junior showcase, and it added some spice to uh, this matchup that we've seen three times now. So it, it worked out. Yoshitatsu, Saki, and Unagi Sayaka defeated Hikari Sato, Yu, and Kari Yoniyama in 10 minutes and 44 seconds. I think Yoshitatsu disappointed everybody by not doing the dance like he did last time. That was super disappointing. And we got creepy knit outfit Saito in this match. Um, this was fun, but probably my least favorite of the three guy slash Joshi tag matches we've had. Um, but as always in these matches, like the ladies shine like they're the stars of the match and i'm liking the more joshi action in all japan and noah and i just can't wait for more but um yeah this was fun but um sato creeped me out yeah after singing sato praises throughout the tour and even before this one was a big miss for me i wasn't really a fan of the pervert sato character but i mean other than that i think the best interactions came between you and Yoshitatsu. And so I hope to see more of you in All Japan. I didn't mind Pervert Sato. Um, it, it was just sort of fun to see him, uh, a little bit of fan service, as it were. But yeah, it it was an interesting choice. I like the Joshis being around in general. I do prefer how All Japan does these Joshi matches over Noah if we're playing the comparison game. And um you know, a little bit later this month, we are doing a Noah review show uh, with Captain Lou. So uh, you can definitely hear all of our takes on that. But um, as far as what All Japan is doing, I really like it. I like how they sort of pick and choose vibes that they're going to for with the teams. Uh, I like that now Yoshitatsu has his own set team like Suwama does with uh, Saki and Unagi. I think Saki is dead talented. I think she's amazing. I've only really seen her um, with her work in TJPW and a couple other matches and then her stuff in All Japan. But I think I think she's amazing. Um, and I really, really liked it. And I liked seeing her get the win here. Um, Saika is obviously very um, charismatic, very popular, and uh, has has a very magnetic pull. So I, I really like that team. They just need to they need to dance more. I think Yoshitatsu needs to get in the ring and, and dance a little bit more, and then the team will really be complete again. Yeah, if Yoshitatsu was an idol, I think he would be much more bearable. Yeah, yeah. Sushishikawa, Cyrus, Rena Yabe, and Osuke Loibe defeated Black Manta Ray, Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Mitsuya Nagai in 11 minutes and 49 seconds. So the Nagata-Kojima team had an X, and it was a silhouette of Black Manta Ray. So we all knew he was going to be um, the X in this match. We forgot to mention, he was actually the referee in the previous match. And he was going to be the referee here. He took off his ref shirt. He's like, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, he got absolutely destroyed by Ishikawa and his big strong men club. <laughs> um, but he was the MVP here. Like, Blackman Ray was just so funny. And he just will bump like a crazy man. And, yeah, I just really enjoyed him in this match. I need to state that um, in this match, they build that X as the smallest X in history. <laughs> Um, to play off of Kojima's <laughs> The Biggest X in History. And then, of course, we all knew it was Black Men's Array. So I thought that was just absolutely hysterical. Uh, sorry, if you want to give your thoughts. There was this one moment in the match where all four tall boys 
had a family photo of them lifting Mensore over their head, and it was just beautiful. Mensore played his role perfectly and got squashed. Yeah, he got a roll up on Suji that I thought, oh crap, he's going to win here. <laughs> I was like on the edge of my seat thinking, Black Mensore is going to win. Um, he didn't, but <laughs> good job. Ooh, he also did an Ichazo Bakayero, so. <laughs> that was good the, this match was just very fun it was it was very all japan um brand of, of fun and silliness and i think oscar should just like join all japan i i'm you know never talk about ta- um company hopping in earnest but at the same time he should join the tall family full-time because it was really good it was a really good energy um all of them holding their hands up at the end with nikon lee sort of jumping or they were like pulling her up was really cute uh yeah it, it was just a fun fun match fun for the whole family next up we had Hokuto Amara and Minoru Suzuki defeat Yuma Aoyagi and Takao Mori in eight minutes and 53 seconds I thought this was really like a nothing tag I feel like they had nothing to do with Amore and Yuma so they just put them in a tag and like at Suzuki it was good but like I want more for these guys and just a throwaway tag that doesn't mean anything like the next day. Yeah, everything Suzuki has been doing of late in the company just doesn't feel substantial enough. Like this is Minoru Suzuki, but he just comes in for these throwaway tag matches every once in a while. And he's almost like lessened in his name value in all Japan. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's exactly how I felt. I, Alicia actually said basically the exact same thing um, with what you were saying, Jesse, with Hokuto and Yuma, like, what are we doing with them? Why are they here? Why are they having, you know, sort of this random throwaway tag? Um, yeah, I agree. It was a fine match for what it was. It just, you know, it, it was short. It happened. It's done. And you could get a lot more out of um, Hokuto and Aoyagi, for sure. So next up was a junior heavyweight title match. Naruki Doi defeated Dan Tamara in 11 minutes and 58 seconds to retain. Um, Dan was just so good here. He kept up perfectly with the super fast Doi. The ending sequence when they exchanged pin attempts was so exciting. And Dan just keeps improving. And just one day, hopefully soon, he will get the title because I think he's ready. Like, I don't, I just give Dan something more. Like, you took away the All Asia belts. Then he's doing really nothing. Just like, I don't know, give him something. I'm just sick of him, like, you know, being there. After the match, Asuki came out to challenge next. And with his win earlier, I guess that what earns him the right. So he will face Doi in the future. We don't have a date yet, but it will be set soon. I think this match was incredible. Doi versus Dan. Dan, even though he lost in defeat, he looked really strong. I mean, Doi had to hit him with move spam after move spam after move spam. And until he pretty much w- could not kick out at all. And so I think even though Dan lost, the future is bright. Near future is bright. Yeah, I felt the same. I thought Dan did really well. Um, I don't know that he's ready to hold the main title yet. I think there's still some stuff he's putting together. And I, I think he needs to work on his character and expressions a little bit more. Um, he's getting there. And he's getting there in leaps and bounds, which is really good. And um, I, th- I think he's really dedicated to that appro- uh, approval. Like he's he's just growing so much, but I still think he's growing. 
Um, but I think we're going to see more from him sooner rather than later. And um, of course, Doi, like I said, I've sung his praises all episode. Um, I think Doi did an amazing job making him look phenomenal. He sold those lariats like he was dying. Um, he just, yeah, it, it was a good match. I think there are better ones in the future, but um, especially from Dan, but um, I thought it was good. I thought it really showcased who Dan is right now and who he might become. You guys, How do you feel about Aski challenging again? I was about to ask the exact same thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I really, I, I haven't really decided yet. I don't want him to win. I think I want Hayato. I don't know who I want to take that belt, but um, I don't think it's Otsuki's time to take the belt yet back. I think the match will be great. As far as winning, I'm not sure. And for a revenge match to be a loss always looks a certain way, but maybe, maybe it's a statement. I don't know. We'll have to see. I really have no opinion on it yet, um, but we'll, we'll have to see how it cooks up. What about you, Desuari? I think the same thing for Doi to beat Dan and then Hayato as well, only for Atsuki to take the title back from him is just, feels odd and feels wrong yeah it just doesn't feel like a, a full storyline i think there's more they could do with doi as well like there's a lot more you could do with him as just such a, a heel like you know devious heel champion so we'll see i don't necessarily hate it i think i've said before that doi is sort of the the super villain to Otsuki's superhero so it could work out um i just think maybe we could have had a few more months to cook, but let's see. It could be a loss and it could be another rivalry on our hands. We just don't know. Next up was a singles match. Kono defeating Manabu Soya in eight minutes and 53 seconds. I don't want to talk about it. I'm so mad. <laughs> to to have Manabu Soya, Manabu Soya lose to Kono is just a crime. And it I'm so upset. I am so upset about this. And the match wasn't really anything to write home about. And the only thing that keeps me from going totally off the rails is that we are getting Soya versus Suwama, another singles match. So I can deal with it. I'm okay. As far as like pre-matches for tag champion matches, I can deal. But I was just wrong man one, wrong man one. So I was thinking that this was a match to write home about because I've never seen Kono do this much in a match. He was <laughs> working. That guy was working. And I've never, I haven't watched any of old Kono, so I've never seen him, you know, in a good match. But I think this was the best Kono match I've seen so far. And so I was, I was pretty excited. I'm happy that. This is what we get as a preview to the Congo versus Voodoo Murders match. I don't agree, but that's <laughs> fine. We can agree to disagree on it. <laughs> but I, I do think it was um, probably the best Kono I have ever seen. So there is that. I was just shocked the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked they even had this match. When I saw that Kono has a singles, I was just like, really? Like, that guy? Okay. They denied us Keno versus Suwama. As a singles match, I'm just 
going to say that. We could have had that, but you know. Right. Speaking of. Yeah. Suama, Jun Sato, and Rei Sato defeated Keno, Hiroki, and Hajime Ahara in 17 minutes and 17 seconds. And I thought All Japan had the chance to do the funniest thing here and have Suji Kondo on the Noah side. Suama would have lost it and it would have been the funniest thing ever, but they went the boring route. Um, the crowd loved this, especially the Sato boys. They were so over with the Ottawa crowd. Um, the change from the last Ottawa to this one with June and Ray is just insane. Like they just seem so much happier as well. But um, I need Rachel's thoughts like, right now on this match. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was really cool to see the uh, the crowd react so much to the Saitos. Um, kind of very popular. <laughs> like he just really is, and and that was really fun to see. I loved this match naturally. I really did. Um, the ending was just so delightful. Like I said, I love body back spots, and um. Keno is such a goofball and he loves doing things like this. He he keeps up with WWE and he really, really likes doing things like that. And so it was just really fun to see him really buying into all the voodoo murders shenanigans and just like completely going all in like with the um the powder. Like you could tell that he had been waiting his whole life for for all of it. So um yeah, I, I really like this match. Um for, for what it was like I wouldn't call it like a match of the year contender but I enjoyed it for what it was it was good to see the Saitos as popular as they are I think the champion carnival did really really well for them um getting them over with the crowd I know that um the company seems to be investing a lot in them which I do have some mixed feelings on because you know they could be putting that energy into say Hokuto Amori but um for what it is I think it's good that it's working um as far as the body bag goes I really loved it. I thought it was extremely funny. I thought it was funny when they did it to Ashino and Shuji Ishikawa too. Um, but like the amount of effort that they have to put into carrying these guys out of the ring and like Keno can barely keep in the, in the bag was great. And then um, of course, if you keep up with Keno's YouTube channel, um, a day later, Keno still remembers that grudge and he symbolizes that by wearing two black trash bags out to the river in the rain um, to talk about Suwama and um, wearing like a symbolic body bag to symbolize that his rage hasn't died and that he hasn't forgotten this match and, and he'll defeat him in, um, in Kobe on May 21st. So that was our, our little tag team pre-match. Uh, that you get for him so yeah I I'm hyped I'm so stoked and we'll see how that how that turns out yeah I love this match as well it started off with me wondering do I cheer for the hometown heels or the disrespectful outsiders but that question was quickly answered when I found that when I started watching the match and saw voodoo murders just absolutely go to town on the Congo juniors they were not holding back any punches, any chops, any lariats, and were just throwing these guys all over the place. The crowd loved it. Everyone on Twitter loved it. I loved it. So I was really happy with this. And then the follow-up with Keno the next day in a body bag recording a video is just a cherry on top. This is an angry grudge-holding man. I did say before, like, I don't like the body bag spot, but seeing, like, Keno's little face, like, poke out and, like, everything else is zipped up was just the funniest thing. 
he is just such a funny man. Like, he's just great. So next up, we had Tetsuya Naito and Bushi defeated Kento Mihara and Yuma Anzai in 17 minutes and 17 seconds. The time it took for Kento and Naito to get to the ring, we could have had another match. They just take that long. But Naito made it his mission to piss off Kento, and he 100% achieved that. The crowd was super split between these two, and it made for a very fun atmosphere. And all of Kento's facial expressions were so over-the-top and perfect. He has such a good range. But um, holy moly, like, Anzai was just so freaking great at this point. Like, his jumping knees were amazing. And at one point, he looked like he was pinning Naito. Like, he had me believing that. And Kento said after the match, Naito, I kind of like you. There are some politics in the business, so I may not see you often, but I'm looking forward to seeing you again. We lost today, but we need to owe you back. Anzai will owe you back. And that translation was from Alex Rain, so thank you for that. Yeah, this was a really good match. I There's nothing more I can really add to this. Uh, Bushi sprayed Kento with uh, the mist, and it covered his whole face. And Kento made sure not to wipe off a drop from his face because he had the mist all over his face for the whole duration. Yeah, he was ready for that missed spot. Like he had when speaking of people who have been waiting their whole life for something, like he he was ready for that missed spot. Um, one of my favorite things Alicia pointed out, and I n- want to mention, is that she mentioned the way that Kento spits is very much like he has never spit on anyone in his life. <laughs> And so uh, God bless him for trying. No, I thought their energy, um, Naito and Kentos, was really good. Um, Anzai and Naito looked amazing together. I thought Anzai was just a star um, here. I mean, like you guys said earlier in the show, he's already a star. But, you know, this this really was so exciting to see. And I really liked, I liked that you gave that translation of what Kento said, that Anzai is going to get Naito back because they're also billing his match for all together again as Yuma getting a second chance at Naito, which is really interesting. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have Anzai pin Naito, but I think it's something, I don't know. I, it seems (laughs) unlikely, but it seems unlikely, but uh, I want to keep an eye on it. And uh, I think everyone should keep an eye on it because something big's coming. If, if only if it's a big exchange, it's a big exchange, but Keep an eye on it. And in the final match, Shoshiro Ishino defeated T-Hawk in 26 minutes and 45 seconds to win Champion Carnival 2023. And my first note is just like Ishino followed by like 100 uh, exclamation marks. Like, I'm just so happy for this boy. Um, This was great. I'm not into a lot of limb and leg work, but I'll sit through it for Ishino. It was just a great battle of suplexes, ankle locks, and chops. And Ishino's chest was like, red raw like less than five minutes into this match when ashina hit the two plume suplex and t-hawk kicked out i was freaking out I was like, oh my god t-hawk's gonna win this it's the sema effect he lost so t-hawk could win but um no ashina won um with the ankle lock the ending with t-hawk just so desperate to get to the ropes he couldn't he tapped um which is beautiful i'm just so happy for ashina like i don't really have the words to explain but i do have some Translations. Ishino said, All of All Japan's belts are not here now, but today I got the Champion Carnival trophy. This is a start. All Japan will take the belts back here. This might be the best moment of my wrestling life. One reason I came to All Japan is to win the Champion Carnival, and another is the Triple Crown. We fought for a month, but the Triple Crown champion took a month off. 
I understand All Japan is a place for big guys, but small guys can beat big guys. That's what I want to show in All Japan. If some short kids want to be wrestlers, please don't give up. Work harder and you can make it. Those translations are from Alex Ren on Twitter as well. And that just made me love Ashino more. Like, he's just so great. I'm so happy. How can you cheer against him? Especially after that heartfelt promo. I think right off the bat from the entrances alone, like All Japan's not known for their production, but while Ashino's in the ring jamming out the fuel and waiting for T-Hawk to now come out, they pan this camera out and you just see the crowd and T-Hawk's music's playing and you just feel like Ashino's future is gatekept by this man who's about to walk to the ring and Ashino has to defeat him to achieve his dreams. And he said it best after he won is that he's a small guy in the, in the land of the giants. And so to overcome uh, the first, I don't know, checkpoint on this mountain is like a big deal. And he has a triple crown next, which I hope he wins. Yeah. I, in my heart, I he's already won it in my heart. Like I, I really won't entertain any other option. I really won't. But um, yeah, it was just, an amazing moment. I, I love that you mentioned the entrance there because it was like um, the whole audience was in his corner, right? But he had the whole weight of all Japan on his shoulders. If he loses this, then it's an outsider challenging an outsider and all of the belts are held by outsiders. <laughs> so it's just so scary legitimately really scary to think like oh no oh no we're we're doomed and who's gonna save it but someone who came in as an outside heel as an invader actually when wrestle one went down he came in as an invader heel with his little army and then he found himself in all japan and he found who he was thanks to you know teaming with suwama and you're working with other people and he found his own niche and he loves it here. He signed and now he's fighting for the fate of all Japan and the weight just couldn't feel any heavier. And like you said, he just, he pulled it out. He, he made it through, he endured and he gave as good as he got against T-Hawk. And in the end, T-Hawk just couldn't handle the pressure of what he was willing to do. One thing Ashino had mentioned going into his match with Suwama actually was that he he said, I don't have much, but I have my suplex and my ankle lock. And if that's all I have, then that's what I'm going to work with. And it just, it's so humble and so baby face in such a palpable and relatable way. And you can still feel that in this match. It, I may not have much, but what I have, I have confidence in and I will win with it. And then you go into that promo, which was translated so beautifully um, with him saying, you know, I may be short and maybe small, but I'm going to prove that that can get the job, job done. And anyone can do this. Just believe in yourself and believe in your technique. And I just, I thought it all came together really beautifully. I really have no complaints. I'm just so happy. That was such a beautiful moment. And him hugging the trophy. Yeah. Oh, just so got cute. me. That was so emotional. <laughs> uh, yeah, even when they were about to hand him the trophy, he had his hands out like, please, trophy <laughs> now. 
<laughs> so cute. It's so good. I'm so happy for him. And and hopefully he he beats Nagata. And um, we've talked about that story before on Talking Triple Crown. But um, the story going in there is that Nagata was on the panel that rejected Ashino for the New Japan Dojo. So he really wants to prove himself. And um, I think that works beautifully with the story he told this tournament and, and told with this win. So uh, in my heart, in my mind, there's really no way he can lose, but you know, <laughs> the wrestling always has uh, its own ideas of what should happen. There was also this like overarching narrative that I think is starting to kickstart with Ashino that he is rallying all of all Japan, all Japan fans and all Japan wrestlers under him. So he said that he wants to kickstart repatriating all those belts that are now at the foreign companies. Even when uh, Nagata was about to come into the ring, while the fans were cheering for Nagata as a sign of respect for him walking into the ring, he said, no, don't, don't cheer for Nagata, cheer for me. Or don't cheer for Nagata is what he said. So it just, I like I like the sentiment that he's uh, growing, and I hope that it actually works. And he starts this, uh, he starts rolling the ball of repatriating all these belts back into all Japan. Yeah, if if they pull this off, it's going to be an amazing story. So fingers crossed. Now we'll move on to April slash early May moments. Yoshi Tatsu. And Asushi Onida defeated Suji Shikawa and Kara Sato to retain the All-Asia Tag Team Championships at a FMW show. Now, there is news that Onida needs surgery, and PWF chairman Dory Funk has urged him and Tatsu to give up the titles, but so far they have refused. So I don't know what's going on there, but Onida does need surgery, and he's just like, nah, this title stays with me. So, of course, we have a Jake Lee update. He defeated Naomichi Marafuji in his second defense of the GHC heavyweight title in a great title match. Nobody came out to challenge him next, and Jake did acknowledge that in the ring. He also said, what do you think of that? Watching pro wrestling can give you energy. And I have to disagree. It gives me, like, anxiety. Like, I stress out so much with big matches. Yeah, I'm, I was really happy to see um, Jake Lee retain. He's having an incredible title run, and we'll also be discussing that um, with Captain Lou in our um, NOAA review, uh, which is a part of our new monthly series. So please, please, please check that out because we have a lot to say. We have uh, full translations of um, those backstage promos because they were really interesting. And Jake Lee's just doing amazing work. Like he really is. And it's really good to see him um, sort of putting together his character, which we actually talk about in our next stream episode on Jake Lee and Kento Miyahara. So I also encourage you to listen to that as well. But yeah, it's it's just really good. That match was amazing. Um, it was my match of Golden Week, which is uh, says a lot because Golden Week was really good this year. But um, but yeah, so it's it's really good to see um, Jake Lee's title run. Are you keeping up with it, Desuari? Oh, absolutely. I have my Wrestle Universe <laughs> say, membership fired up. Every time Jake Lee has a defense or a match, I'm tuning in for that. Um, now that he has no challenger, I'm. Almost hoping that Takashi Sugiura is the next one in line. Because he, even though he is a part of Noah, he is still looked at as an outsider. And I don't expect him to hold the belt very long. But I want to get these like main big matches out of the way. So he's already got Kaito Kiyomiya. He's got Marufuji. He's got uh, Nakajima. How about end it all with Sugiura and then him dropping it to whoever needs to win the belt? 
Prepare to go. <laughs> Masakita Mia. Give it back to go. <laughs> Masakita Mia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shiyazaki. I love you. No, um, yeah, I think Suki is next. Um, he was sort of teasing when he asked who was next. He went like Sugiwa, Sugiwa, which means like next up is, next up oh. is. But of course it sounds like Sugi is Sugi is so yeah so there's there's a little tease there um he's he's sort of talking about like which each champion gave to him like Kaito gave him the future Nakajima gave him the strength of Noah and Marafuji gave him the history of Noah so we'll have to see who is next and what they give um Jake what piece of Noah they give him so um sort of tease you what we're going to talk about on our uh, our next episode but um yeah it's it's going to be really interesting but I do think you're on to something with, with Sugira. I'm very happy he changed his red gloves to green red wasn't oh, working yeah. with his new look that was so, so good cute. <laughs> <laughs> Yagi has been announced for Dream Fortune 8 he was here with Takui Nomura and T-Hawk to take it on the team of Aito Yoshida, Haito Tamora and Tetsuya Endo Shoshiro Ishino landed the cover of this week's Shoe Pro along with Jake Lee and Yota Suji, so I'm definitely picking that up. That's so cool for him. The first set of matches have been announced for all together again. We have Suwama, Nagata, and Anzai versus the LIJ team of Bushi, Naito, and Shingo. In the main event, we have Kento Mihara, Kaito Kimiya, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kazucha Akada, Yuma Aoyagi, and Keno. Who gets to pin Keno? Oh, no, Yuma. All right, cut that what? out, please. Who gets to pin Yuma is what I wanted to say, but <laughs> cut that out. No, cut you that had out. To make it an attack. I on messed me. it up. <laughs> I heard Kennel last, and I said Kennel. No, um, I think I think Yuma's gonna get the pin. I don't know why. I just think he will. <laughs> I want him to. Uh, no. I've seen so much discussion about this match. It's just yeah, very exciting. Expect- Everyone expects this match to revolve around Okada and Kaito. So I think we'll see where I, it goes. I think that's a good guess. I think that's probably what's going to happen. And God willing, um, Kiyomiya will get the pin on Okada. I think that'll be a really good step um, in their rivalry. And um, hopefully shut up some people online who annoy me. But, you know, <laughs> that's, that's second to uh, the story they're telling, which is an amazing story. So I would really like to see that. Um, I'm really excited to see Keno and Kento Miyahara face off. Um, they didn't get a whole lot of time together, like any time together um, in their Muto match or Muto retirement show match because um, Keno basically said like, I'm going to leave Nakajima to take care of Kento. Like that's their deal. They're, I'm going to take care of that. Now that's not a problem. So uh, Keno is going to go ahead and... Um, get to experience Kento Miyahara, and I'm really excited to see their exchanges. Has Keno said anything about Okada? Because everyone's like, how are they going to coexist? He talked about it um, in his live stream today, which featured Manu Basoya eating yakiniku in the background. Um, so that that was really fun. But yeah, he um, he's not entirely certain how that team's going to come together. He's still firmly team Kaito in their um, rivalry with Kaito and Okada. He wants Kaito to get that win over Okada, but he wants him to earn it, you know, um, as Keno does. Uh, he's not sure how he and Yuma are going to get along because we have some tension between those with uh, him taking the world tag titles from Nomiyagi. So uh, yeah, we're we're not really sure how this, uh, I guess, 
dark ace, like alternate ace um, team is going to turn out with Okada, Yuma, and, and Keno. But I am very excited. It's a phenomenal team. So what's coming up in May? The second half of May is Superpower Series Tour. It runs over four days. So the 14th, 15th, 18th, and 29th. And in May, Suwama and Kono make their way over to Noah to face Keno and Manabu Soya for the World Tag Team Title. So look out for that on the 21st. And other notable matches of the month are on the 13th, we have the Jumbo Saruta Memorial Match, Kento, Nagata, and Suji versus Suwama, Amori, and Kojima. On the 14th, it will be Brother versus Brother when Yuma and Aski face off. And of course, to close out the month on the 29th, we have the Triple Crown Match, Nagata versus Ashino. I am not happy that Kono is the one who represents All Japan Pro Wrestling on NOAA TV. Yeah, it's it's not the ideal match, but um, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting for sure. I think there's a solid chance that um, Kono and Soya will retain and um, will see more in the future. I'm, I'm not speculating too hard, but... I think um, there's a lot of interesting things on the horizon. So um, there is that, even if if we do have to endure Kono in the in a Noah ring or at all for a little while longer. And that show is um, VOD, by the way, so it will not be live oh. on Wrestle Universe. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, I'm not sure when it's airing, but just keep an eye on uh, the Twitter and they'll let you know. So we move on to match recommendations. And since this month was all about the Champion Carnival, we decided to theme this month Champion Carnival matches. And I'm worried. Des and I have the same match because I was looking at Cage Match and you reviewed my oh, no. recommendation <laughs> match like fairly recently. Yep. I picked Suwama versus Tanahashi from CC Finals 2008. Did you pick the same one? Absolutely. <laughs> Such a good match. <laughs> That match is amazing. We watched it um, during our Suwama episode, our Suwama bio episode. Alicia and I watched it and we were blown away. When I started watching um, All Japan Pro Wrestling, I wasn't really familiar with the 2000s All Japan scene. And I hadn't really watched a lot of Suwama matches. So I said, all right, you got Hiroshi Tanahashi in here. Can't really go wrong. I decided to give it a watch. And this is like two of these guys... Just peak performance, peak heavyweight, uh, not heavyweight, heel Tanahashi and peak babyface Suwama. Just going at it. It's such a good match. I highly recommend it. Yeah, if you want to see uh, Tanahashi brood, watch this match because he doesn't get brood a lot lately. Um, Suwama, on the other hand, is loved by the crowd. And he actually comes to the ring with a young Nakajima and Mihara behind him. That's really cool. It's just fantastic. Like... Suwama's dive to the outside is just one of my favorite spots because everyone loses their mind. Just watch this match. It's on YouTube, and of course, we'll have it in our spreadsheet for match recommendations. But yeah, keep this one on your radar because if you haven't seen it, you want to watch it. I love that match so much. I'm so glad you guys mentioned it. It's it's just a really cool match. My match was different, but uh, but really, it, that is a good one. I went with, um, I was just sort of perusing YouTube and um, I was going around the AJPW library as well, which I encourage you guys to check out um, if you have an AJPW TV subscription. I really enjoy um, going through there. But this one I actually just sort of stumbled on in YouTube and that was Kento Miyahara versus Kengo Mashimo. And that was Champion Carnival Day 1, um, 2016. That was on April 9th. 
Um, and yeah, I, I haven't really seen much Mashimo. I think like one diamond ring match um, once, but um, I, I liked it. He was mean. <laughs> he was really, really cruel to Kento and like just the arm work was so intense. And I thought um, Kento gave as good as he got um, in a lot of places. Like there was just so much snap and um, you really felt like the tension from Kento. Like he was really in trouble and like, I thought Mashimo looked like a really, really convincing, scary heel. It was just good. I really enjoyed that match. It took me by surprise, but I thought, what the hell? I'll watch it. And uh, sometimes that's the best wrestling is uh, the ones that take you by surprise. So if you're interested in watching All Japan, you can do so at AJPW.TV for 900 yen a month. They have a mix of live and video on demand shows with video on demand shows being uploaded the next day or in some rare cases, the day of. Thank you, as always, for supporting and listening to Talking Triple Crown. You can find me on Twitter at Sister Jessie and Royal Road 72. And you can find me, Rachel, at Milky Star. That's M-I-I-K-Y Star. And you can find me and Alicia and our whole project at Kickout299. Please go ahead and keep an eye on our Twitter. We have been rolling out a new schedule because our flagship show is currently on hiatus, but we are bringing out a new monthly show for you guys. You're going to want to check that out. So please keep an eye on our Twitter. Follow us for updates. We also have an Instagram at kickout299 as well, where we uh, put all of our drops up there. So you can just turn on notifications. And as soon as we have a drop, you'll know it. So please go ahead and uh, check us out. Thank you so much. And you can find me on Twitter at Desiree uh, for continued bad takes and absolute spam about Jake Lee and how I want to watch more and more and more of him. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. This was a pleasure. Thank you. For no, we're very happy you joined us. us. Um, thank you all once again. And look out for our May episode coming soon with a special look at the All Together Again show.